It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the 2019 Dallas Cowboys Mock War Room. We are uh, back with a, a smaller group than we have had in previous years, uh, but uh, I think it's going to be a strong group. We're going to have a great time. Uh, I'm going to introduce my guys. I got John Owning. John, say what's up to the people. How's it going, everybody? Follow me on Twitter at John Owning. John is going to be representing the coaching staff as a whole since we have kind of a smaller group this year. Uh, he is going to be wearing a whole bunch of different hats on both the offense and the defensive side uh, as far as coaching goes. And then Marcus Mosier, say what's up to the people, Marcus. What's up to the people, man? Well done, well done. Marcus is going to be representing the Will McClay scouting branch of this. And I, Landon McCool, will be representing Stephen Jones and really, I guess, the Joneses in general. Um, we're going to do things a little bit different this year. we got a smaller group than we have previously, so we're going to kind of cut out trades in an effort to kind of you know, maybe cut back on some time of this a little bit. Um, I, I do think we should ha- discuss trades, you know, potential trade scenarios that we we come up as we get closer to the picks. Uh, and again, just to reiterate, we are doing this mock draft uh, basically in character. So we would we be making the points that we think that they will be making in the room. Um, and we will be making the picks based on what they th- we think they think about these players. Uh, but I'm sure John and Marcus and myself will also add in uh, what our personal thoughts are as well, just kind of as addendums. Uh, but I think we'll, you know, we'll go through pick by pick, try to see exactly uh, what is going on with, uh, with uh, the way the draft falls and how we feel we can deal with it. And uh, I will be getting a whole bunch of information from my scouting department and my uh, coaching Staff and I'm sure they're going to be arguing with each other. Hopefully, so uh, I'd like to see you guys argue. I think it's, it's um, all right. Let's let's uh, get started. Uh, before we get into the actual simulation, uh, I, I do want to kind of get a kind of pre-draft idea of what our goals are. So, um, Coach, what is your general thought process on what you're hoping to get out of the draft uh, uh, before we get out of here Sunday? Well, boss man, the ba- the main thing I'm looking to get out of this draft is to uh, upgrade a few positions. I think there's a couple positions. We've done a good job in free agency of covering our holes, but I still think we can upgrade a few positions, like the strong safety position. I think we can add another under tackle. I think we can bolster our pass rush. I think we definitely, no matter what, need to come out with a backup running back to backup Zeke just in case he needs a breath, breath or he gets injured. We're really, really uh, devoid of talent in the backup running back position. And, yeah, so – all those four things are the main things I'm going to be looking to fulfill in the draft through the seven rounds. And uh, Coach McClay, or I guess we'll say Will McClay, what, what, what's your deal? Yeah, I just want to come out with some a lot of talent. I think this is a pretty deep class. Uh, we don't have a first-round pick, but I think we can find you know upwards of three to four contributors. So uh, let's try not to worry about position too much and just kind of take the best players that fall to us. 
All right. So uh, I'd like to hear some consensus. I'm sure that will uh, change uh, shortly. So let's get right into it. Um, like I said, we're going to try to do uh, four four rounds um, through four rounds. If we get if we speed through that and there's lots of consensus, uh, then hopefully we can get through this uh, all the way through the seven seven rounds. Uh, but let's get started. So right away, uh, no surprises. Murray, Bosa, Williams. Josh Allen, go top four. Um, sometimes you never know what these things that you say. They, they can throw you for a wild card <laughs> right, right up top, uh, uh, but, but not so much here. So uh, as, the, as the board is falling here, uh, uh, who do you guys have near the top of your list that you think is a likely person to be at 58? I mean, I think we've, we've talked about throughout this process – you know, wanting to get safeties, wanted to look at you know defensive tackles, but uh, if you had a wish list, name a guy that you think is realistic that could possibly fall to you at fifty eight that you would love to take. Well, I think that fella Taylor Rapp from Washington, from the University of Washington, with that four seven four forty might fall to us at the end of the second round. I know we didn't think throughout the process that he would be available, but I think the fact that he's going to fall underneath that threshold that a lot of teams have for uh, starting caliber safeties. I think there's a really good chance that he falls. Another guy that I really like at a different position is Zach Allen from Boston College. He gives us a lot of position flex on the defensive line. He can rush from the interior really well, and he can play the run stoutly on the edge. I think he's somebody who can potentially also uh, replace Tyrone Crawford when his contract is up in a couple of years. This is a guy that we can develop. He has a very, very strong play mentality, and he's very, very solid all around the board. Marcus, you got a wish list, or sorry, Mr. McClay? <laughs> yeah, th- th- thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to look at like the interior defensive line. He mentioned Zach Allen. I'm curious to see what defensive tackles fall to us. Uh, obviously, we love Jerry Tillery quite a bit, but I don't think that's a guy that's going to be that realistic. Uh, but I'm just kind of I'm, I'm looking to see if we can find a three technique here at 58. Well, it looks like uh, the simulation is uh, right where we need it to be, and we have arrived. Um, and it looks like at the top of the board, uh, some names that are available, Darnell Savage, Emmanuel Hall, Rocky Sin, Julian Love, both of those guys, mm. Sean Bunting, uh, Thornhill is here, um, Deontay Thompson, uh, Jay Sternberger is here, Jalen Ferguson is here. Uh, looking at the edge, Zach Allen from Boston College is still here. Um, so I, I think, you know, looking at interior defensive line, Tristan Hill, uh, Draymond Jones, Wren, Sanders, they're, they're all here. Um, at this point, is Christian Miller still on the board. Just, just double check for Rod Marinelli. Christian, yeah, Christian Miller, is he still on the board? Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's there. Boom. He is there. Dang. So, uh, okay, that's good. We, well, can, we, can, we can wait. Can to the go ahead and bang that pick right now. Uh, <laughs> no, we'll wait. I, so, so for me, I think. You look at this, Savage and Thornhill both being on the board, both of those guys um, appeal to me because I like both of those players. And then I know that they don't necessarily fill the need at box safety fully, um, but I think as far as just injecting talent into the defensive backfield, uh, this is a good start. I, you know, Look, guys, I, I would like to be able to come away from this day two with – a, uh, a new starter at defensive back and a new starter at defensive line. I don't really care how we get, you know, which pick we go first. Um, it seems to me that, I mean, again, if we, I want to get value though, so I, I'm not, you know, going to kill myself for that. But it seems to me that this board lines up well for us taking a safety here. Uh, what, what are your thoughts 
First of all, let's hear from uh, McClay. What are your thoughts on uh, Thornhill versus uh, Savage, and 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 uh, what do you have a preference, and, and do you think safety is a spot that we should be going here? Well, Mr. Jones, first of all, I think you've narrowed it down to the, the two right guys. I think Savage and Thornhill are both uh, guys that can kind of play all over our defense. Uh, and when we've run these simulations in the past, we've kind of seen that uh, the safety position really doesn't stretch very well. So if we're going to want to find a starter, I think we're going to need to make that pick at 58. We've seen uh, that the defensive tackle depth does kind of stretch. We might be able to find a corner later. Uh, so I think safety is where we're going to want to turn our attention to. Uh, I'm a big fan of both. Juan Thornhill has the production. You're looking at 52 uh, pass deflections and interceptions over the last three years. He's an elite athlete, can play corner safety. Savage is uh, very athletic as well, maybe a little bit better suited to play inside. So at this point, two really good players. I would leave it up to our coaching staff to kind of decide which one they think fits our scheme better. Yeah, well, all right, Coach, let's let's, let's hear what you got. I mean, first of all, what do you think uh... – what do you think about the uh, about, about, about these two players, Savage versus Thornhill? And do you think there's some other spots that we should be looking just based on what's available? Yeah, between Savage and Thornhill, I think it's uh, we brought Thornhill in for a 30 visit. And I think we determined that in the terms of Savage, we like him as a player, but he just doesn't have the size and the bulk that we want from our strong safety. I mean, if we bring Savage into the fold with Xavier Woods, that's two sub 200-pound safeties. And that really worries me how it's going to affect us against the run. I know Savage is really a missile versus the run, but he just doesn't have the size to, to take on and compete with blocks inside the inside the box. So that worries me a little bit, even though that they both I think they both provide a lot of value and can be a huge asset to our coverage ability from the box from the slot uh, split safety defenses. Uh, they both have the ability to play single high. So they give us a little bit of interchangeability between our safety. So that good. And then, like I was talking about before, I think Zach Allen is another guy that I think he deserve he warrants consideration here. It's if uh, he's somebody who can immediately bring an upgrade to our defensive line. He's versatile. We love versatility. He can add to our pass rush, and it's a pass rushing lead, especially on the interior, which is the quickest line to the quarterback. So I think he warrants consideration as well. Coach Garrett, really quickly, uh, where where do you think gives us a bigger upgrade? Grabbing a safety here or grabbing Zach Allen to play three technique? Which one do you think helps more right away? Right away, definitely the strong safety, because as as we've been talking about since the beginning of this simulation, is we can really upgrade that strong safety spot over George Iloka and Jeff Heath. I think they both are more better utilized as reserve safeties playing on special teams. I think if we can, I think the strong safety position is a place where we can upgrade immediately right now. Real quick, though, here's my thought. I mean, if the idea is that we're giving the nod to the safety because of, you know, it can be more easily upgradable, do either of these guys, Savage or Thornhill, really provide that box safety upgrade? You know, I think that they provide a talent upgrade, but I don't know that they should also be giving getting the positional value, need value bump if they're not truly box players but you guys tell me otherwise you guys are my coaches my staff can these can i mean i I like these guys as talents and i want them drafted but uh, i mean are they solutions um to uh to our needs uh, of box safety i think Uh, can they provide snaps there i think for sure i mean even if you look at jeff heath who was our box safety last year he played more more snaps aligned deep than he did inside the box so i think no matter what if you're going to get a strong safety you have to have a guy that can play a little bit of deep safety as well with the way that we like to deploy our safeties and in the box i think 
both Savage and Thornhill are good enough against the run and sound enough against the run that their uh, ability to be an asset in coverage overweighs anything that really Jeff Heath and George Iloka can do at this point. All right, so I guess at this point I feel pretty good. Um, I'm trying to do my, my Arkansas accent. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about uh, where, where we are. Uh, uh, so I think it's Thornhill. Is that where we're going? I mean, is that the choice or – or, so. or, or, is that the consensus? I think so. Yeah, I, our I think the our, our scouts have these two players graded pretty closely. Uh, Savage is a little younger, but we probably feel better about Thornhill coming in right away and, and starting for us. So we're we're good with either. All right, I'm gonna draft Juan Thornhill awesome. with our 58. Let me pick. say personally that I have Savage okay. above Thornhill. Personally, I, <laughs> I like Savage better as well, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset with Thornhill at fifty eight at all. And I yeah, I I, I, I I actually have Thornhill above Savage, but I mean, wow, way to I be think different. Like probably exactly the same. I mean, like they're they're it, 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 they're so close in grades that it's it's negligible for yeah. for God's sake. So, all right, all right we'll take, can I, uh, yeah, go ahead, go, go ahead and sim, go ahead and simulate that. Okay, uh, I just want to kind of talk about our next pick at ninety. Uh, we got the safety, and now what positions are we going to kind of look at here? Because I think we can kind of narrow it down to what? Defensive tackle, mm-hmm. wide receiver, running back? Probably are the top three. Am I, am I wrong? I well, I mean, my whole issue – My whole issue well, – Maybe a corner. My whole issue is that, like, and we've talked about this, is that personally, for me personally, I, I – I, even though the value's there, I hate taking safety up top because I feel like it kind of can mess with what your value is at 90. Um, but I think that you know we may have lucked out and gotten some good stuff falling to us uh, at, at 90. So uh, let's take a look at what, what we've got. Um, at the very top, Jay Sternberger has fallen all the way down to 90. That's interesting. That's one of our 30-visit guys. Yeah. Just to- uh, Daryl Henderson is here. Dawson Knox is here. Ronell Wren, Damian Harris, Joe Juan Williams is here. Um, McCole Hardman is here. Kalen Saunders is here. What, what, what do we want to look with? Let's look at defensive linemen. Um, Wren, Saunders, Tristan Hill is still here. And Chris Richard uh, is, is sprinting into the room to make us, to make us consider Joe Juan Williams. <laughs> He's just infatuated with his length. Can you, can you hold it back for just a second, please, Coach? <laughs> while we finish this conversation, he, he just got—he just got his safety. He's okay. He can relax. A yes, little a little bit. Um, uh, I think uh, to me, I mean, Joe Juan Williams is—is is, I like a lot. I'm a—I'm a big Joe Juan Williams fan. It's, it's, it, Landon is a big Joe Juan Williams fan, as you know. <laughs> um, is there anybody else here that I mean? I think, uh, but I—I I tend to think that the fact that. One of these defensive tackles probably should be the pick, mm-hmm. right? I mean, just because. I, I... well, I'll, I'll make a case for somebody else. Okay, uh, really quickly, please. Uh, da- Dawson Knox, the tight end. Um, I-, I think that's kind of a rare athlete. A guy for the SEC kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit. Uh, highly intelligent. He tested. At, he got a thirty-eight on his wonderlick. Um, are we going to have a chance to grab a tight end later with that kind of upside? I, I'm not sure. It's just worthy having the conversation about him at this point in the draft. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. Uh, it's a lot of unknown, though. That's that's my concern. It's risky for 90, especially when you're considering there's players on the board that can come in and start or give you you know key snaps right away. It's certainly a, a bit of a projection. I'm going to turn to my coach here because obviously, you know, uh, despite you needing to hold – 
uh, uh, Richard back out of the room, I, I, and and I think that's legitimate because I, I that's one of the definitely things I I, I want to consider uh, is if we let's let's give me a a a, a, a balance, give me a, a weighting of Joan Williams versus uh, either Rennell Wren or. Uh, you know, any really any of these interior defensive linemen that are available. Tristan Hill, Kalen Saunders. Oh, Tristan Hill's uh, available. Yeah, Tristan oh, Hill's still available. Ooh, ooh, I didn't so, hear so that. I guess to me, I, to me, the the debate the debate is Joan Williams versus Tristan Hill. So l- let's hear your debate there, Coach. Well, I think that Tristan Hill. I think the thing that both players bring is they're both perfect scheme fits for what we want to do on defense. Yeah. Joan Williams has that length that Chris Richard loves. He has the um, the press ability. He has the ability to take away that third of the field and that press bail. He's really good at press bail. He's very good at press, even though the Georgia game got a little bit wonky for him. But and then Tristan Hill, he's a guy that gets upfield and he penetrates. If he if he can't do anything else, that's what he does, and that's what Rod Marinelli values in a defensive tackle. I think Tristan Hill brings more immediate value because we can find find a way to put him on the field immediately in our rotation on our defensive line, Joe Juan Williams, he's probably going to have to sit a little bit because we already go four or five, four deep at that position. Unless that, unless we plan on uh, unloading ourselves with Jordan Lewis, then maybe possibly we could figure out a way to get Joe Juan Williams on the field a little bit more. But unless we figure out a way to get rid the, the talent in front of him, he's more going to make an impact in year two and year three. McClay, please weigh in here. I mean, I like both these players. These are guys that can both come in and play right away. But do we feel better about our defensive line long term or our defensive back room? Because with us just adding Juan Thornhill, that gives us another potential cornerback option. Uh, we brought in George Iloka. Uh, we have Xavier Woods. We, you know, we've got a lot of depth at cornerback. Do we have to spend a, a, a top 100 pick on a cornerback, especially with a, a three technique, maybe a starting three technique? Still on the board. I'm taking Tristan Hill, guys. I think I've heard enough. Uh, Joe Juan Williams may uh, uh, be in my head slightly. Man, slightly. I, I, that's tough for me. I, I I like those players a lot. Very similarly. There's corner. There's corners in the fourth round that we can grab that I would feel good about as developmental projects. I feel. I, I feel, I feel okay like that that position is going to stretch. I feel like three technique is also a spot that you're going to get bang from your buck more than corner. And I think Tristan Hill is going to be the last three technique that we really think can make a huge immediate impact. Absolutely. Here's the pick, Tristan Hill. So, so far so good, guys. I mean, I think that, you know, we've come through here, you know, and and, and I think in these scenarios that we've seen, you know, we talked about wanting to kind of hash out potential trade scenarios. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know that they have – I mean, maybe you could think about trading back at one of those spots, but I, I think that's, that – just the way the draft has fallen mm-hmm. in this draft, uh, it's been very favorable for the Cowboys that they really had, really shouldn't feel the need to move around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if, if um, Joe Juan Williams and Tristan Hill weren't there, 90 would have been a really good spot to try to trade back and recoup maybe that six-round pick that we lost. Yeah. Uh, I, I've, so 4-128 uh, has been a spot that traditionally in, in mock drafts Landon has been taking running backs mm-hmm. um, because they have just like a lot of value here. Usually, and, and this kind of looks very similar here too. Um, just to give you the uh, the full picture, we got Justice Hill, Dylan Mitchell available, Miles Boykin, Trayvon Williams, Jacoby Myers, Gerald Willis. What what positions do you guys want to hear the list from? 
I'd like to see uh, receivers because I think we've talked about this before in our kind of our prep meetings, but uh, we think we can find starting level receivers into the fourth, fifth round. So I'm just kind of curious to see what guys are still available. Dylan Mitchell, Miles Boykin, Jacoby Myers, Demarcus Lodge, Stanley Morgan Wait, Jr. Wait, Miles Boykin still available? Jeez, please. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> just pretend you didn't say just that. Just pretend I didn't Jeez, say that, yeah. Uh, the card. <laughs> Anthony uh, Johnson, Hunter Renfro, Gary Jennings. Uh, I've got a guy I want to make the case for. Okay, let's hear it. Um, so into the fourth round, we're looking for guys that can fill roles. Um, I'm looking at Stanley Morgan Jr. Oh. as a potential option Ooh, because yeah. I think he can save us uh, a roster spot. I think he can do all the Noah Brown things, but I also think he's an upgrade over Alan Hearns. If we could, if we draft Stanley Morgan here, we can kind of go ahead and move on from Alan Hearns, save five million dollars. Uh, Morgan's a guy with great athleticism. He was one of the quickest receivers at the draft. Really tough, the first one thousand yard receiver in Nebraska history. Uh, I just think at this point in the draft, you can get a you know a, a potential starting receiver down the line, save a roster spot, and save money. That's a home run pick for me. Real quick, uh, I, this is a two-for-one situation I think we have to figure out because I, I have no problem with Stanley Morgan Jr., but here's the thing. I also think I can get Stanley Morgan Jr. at 136. So Sure. Uh, first of all, uh, does my coach, you're a fan of Stanley oh, Morgan yes. Jr. as well? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so I, I think we both all agree that he'll probably make it eight picks, right? The question now becomes: if we wanted to get a running back here, there, there is good value, and there's a couple guys that I think are you know near the top of the board, and I think that could potentially fall on the next few one of these picks. Uh, you know, and I'm blanking because I'm an old man now. Uh, the if whether or not we brought in Justice Hill for a visit or not. Not that I, I, I think okay. we even met him at the combine, if anything. Okay, Justice Hill, Travion Williams, uh, Rodney Anderson. I think those are the guys I'm kind of considering right now uh, at 128. Um, and Should Bryce Love be a guy that we consider here? I know it, it seems a little early, but if you're just going by talent in the fourth round, does, isn't he the most talented back probably left on the board? I, don't think, I think like Rodney Anderson's better. I, I like okay. love better. Healthy, but healthy. I, 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 yeah, I get that. I mean, for both these guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I like love better, but I mean, I, I, I think that you could also get love later. I, I, I mean, I think we could probably get him in the fifth round with our fifth round pick. Um, I could be wrong. It, it just these. This is the fourth round. This is where you start seeing those kind of injured guys sure. go. And if if we're going to look at a running back, I, I'm fine taking Anderson or Love here, just because. I think they're so much more talented than like a Justice Hill or, you know, a Travion Williams. I would rather gamble on one of those two guys over Hill or Williams. Well, I usually love Damian Harris here because this is kind of where I feel like he's appropriate for 128. He, he, he made it all the way to 4 123, but he got drafted by the Ravens. So. That's okay. We're not worried about that. I, 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 yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, look, it, it's, it's a fourth round running back. That's, that's, I don't have a problem with, the, with him in the fourth round. Uh, sure. I'll take Rodney Anderson though. I got no problem with that. Mm-hmm. If anyone, I mean, I would prefer Justice Hill. I like Justice Hill more. But if I, I'm trying to figure out if they would have any interest in Justice Hill, just because he seems more, more of a complimentary less than back. a 
Yeah, exactly. I think Anderson is probably more of a well-rounded skill set mm-hmm. that's what they are going for. And so. the thing that I think puts Anderson a little bit above Bryce Love, in my opinion, is that I think he gives you more third-down ability. I think he's a better pass catcher out of the backfield, and I think he's a better better in pass Certainly protect, bigger, too. Protection. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's get Rodney Anderson, and then let's get Stanley Morgan Jr. How about that? Let's roll. Let's do it. All right. Well, I think we should – keep rolling we, we got it's we're only about 20 minutes in so let's yeah, let's, let's keep going let's finish this sure puppy out this. Let's, we only let's got finish two left. this out uh so uh we got our guys we we uh, uh got anderson i'm just selecting stanley morgan jr right now uh so the simulation will be making its way to our fifth round pick by the way stanley morgan in the fourth round is oh one of my, my god favorites. if we get just, that that's gonna make my day I'm right, just gonna, no he's just what. such a solid player. Yeah, very just, uh, just a good, well-rounded, balanced player. Uh, I think that he he's a difficult evaluation. It was one of those guys that people got excited about finding because you know he's not. It's not. It's it's the collection. Mm-hmm. It's the collection of the player that makes him ta- makes him exciting. It's not like any one particular thing about his game. It's it's. It's all the skill sets combined that make that make people ex- excited. His blend of, of skills. Yeah, I, I really liked what Will McClay said about how he can replace kind of two receivers for the Cowboys in Hearns and Noah Brown. Mm-hmm. Really like that. Exactly. Uh, so, Cowboys at fifth round five one six five. Unfortunately, my favorite Trayvon Wesco oh, got man. taken one pick before us, uh, but at Available now, as you know, when we get in the fifth round, it's all going to be running backs and wide receivers at the top. Mm-hmm. But Trayvon Williams is still available. Preston Williams is available. Can you tell me what offensive tackles are available? Yes, I can tell you what offensive tackles are available. I will. <laughs> is there a certain? Is there a certain man from? There's a, a certain, certain Tyler Rover the, right sitting there, right at the, the top. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how the Cowboys feel. I mean, have they talked to Tyler Rover at all? No. Do you know? If... No. To my knowledge, he hasn't been. He hasn't uh, been on any pre-draft visit. Um, I you know, look, I love Tyler Rover. That's that's my pick <laughs> right there. Uh, let's. So this is where the Jones step yeah. in. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, here, here's okay. the thing. We really like this guy. And uh, well, Landon, um, go into why you think he's such a good pick here. Well, I just think he's first of all. He, you know, in the fourth round, you're going for traits. This guy has got upside traits for days. I mean, first, he's got a mentality, uh, a physicality to Nasty, his game that is so necessary and, 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 and a huge part that can't be coached into that. Uh, he's kind of, you know, uh, he flew a little bit under the radar because, I, you know, he had – I'm trying to remember. He had issues with the coaching staff, mm-hmm. um, and, and I think that th- that definitely needs to be – investigated uh and be, but i think outside of that if you watch the tape i mean he just bodies dudes all game uh he's he's got good feet good enough feet to, to for a starting starting ta- offensive tackle i think if, if you take this guy he's your backup swing tackle or you know he i think the first year he's probably just on the roster mm-hmm. inactive and then you know as the season goes on you start making him more and more active but by next year he could be a guy who is in competition for that right tackle spot and be ready to step in for the spot whenever uh, uh lc is done uh and ready to go make some big money with some other team but uh, i love you turned me on to him and and you know i mean you know how i feel about offensive mm-hmm. line play in general 
I love watching this dude, yeah. and and I and I, I would love to get him into the system. Mark Colombo will love this dude, uh, and 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 I think he has. This is the spot he should go because he has huge upside if if he gets the right program. And I think the Cowboys are that program. I think a thing that really helps him stand out from a lot of the other tackles that would be available at this point is he has a defining trait that we can develop, and that's his rotational strength and his ability to put bodies yeah. on the ground. Oh my like you said. gosh, dude! His ability that, to, that his, core strength, mm-hmm. his ability to throw from his hip mm-hmm. is unbelievable. And he's always looking I mean, to finish. He has that nasty that Colombo loves in offensive and ta- an offensive tackle. And I really think he could be kind of Colombo's developmental project on the offensive line for a couple of years before. By the time that Lyle Collins goes to free agency, Romer may be able to compete with maybe a veteran free agent offensive tackle, whoever we might bring in for that starting job. I really think he's somebody that has a high level of potential. And if he wasn't a redshirt sophomore who didn't, who wasn't a surprise to Claire, I think he would be much higher. McClay, do you have any thoughts about other players that we might – you know, be thinking about here other positions that we should can be considering here. Yeah, so we filled our safety need, we filled our defensive tackle, we got a receiver. Uh, the one spot that I'm looking at is still tight end. I, you know, we we've got Jason Witten back, but he'll probably be only here for a year. Uh, Blake Jarwin showed us a little bit. Uh, I'm looking to see if we can we can upgrade the Rico Gather spot, and I see a guy on the board that us scouts loved in Foster Moreau. I mean, highly athletic, mm-hmm. ran a four six six at in, at the combine. Uh, a 10-foot broad jump, 36-and-a-half-inch vertical. Uh, he can come in and contribute as a blocker right away, significantly better than Rico there. Uh, gives you some special teams ability. I think that's a guy that can come in, make the team, and potentially be you know, maybe your number two tight end by as soon as 2020. Where do you think he differentiates himself from a Schultz or a Blake Jarwin? I just think he is a little – well, he's more athletic than a Schultz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he's a, a little stronger blocker than mm-hmm. than Jarwin. I think he's kind of a combination of those two. And again, we're looking in 2020, mm-hmm. not here. We're just going to need some more depth, and I think he gives you a little bit more athleticism at the position. Hmm. Makes sense. Would um, I? I'm torn. Yeah. I, I like seriously because I I, I see both. Can can I go ahead? Can I give you one last argument yeah. over Romer and and, and Moreau? Romer's got that he's one of these guys that has some character issues. That's he true. got kicked off of uh, San Jose, or San Diego State mm-hmm. last year, yep. missed the last couple games of the season. Where Moreau, on the other hand, is just the opposite. High character, team captain last year. Uh, he was given that number 18 jersey at LSU, which kind of signifies Fine. that. Fine. I'll do the right thing. You're right. Just ga- gamble on the character here. That's all I'm That's saying. That's what the Personally, personally, right? I hate that. Personally, personally I hate I would it. take Romer. Personally, I would take <laughs> But that's a very no, good no, 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 I mean, do you, well, look, Real quick, John, do you, do you hate Foster Moreau? No, I don't or hate you Foster Moreau. Us taking no, I just hate Romer. the idea of taking a lesser player just because he's a higher character than yeah. taking a person who is – uh, better talent at a more at a more valuable position, but has a little bit of character concerns, maturity concerns. Personally, I, I, I but I understand. I like, I understand I like Moreau a little better than that, but yeah, yeah, exactly. I think we all are on the same page that we don't necessarily agree with the team thought process here, uh, because but at the same time, that team process is you know help them at some points, except when it doesn't. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a pretty good first five go rounds, ahead. though. I mean, come on. What, what'd you say? That's a pretty good first five rounds. I don't think you can get much better than that. Yeah. I'm going to take Foster Moreau. I'll, I'll be fine. Let's do yep. that. Um, I, 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 the, the scouts talked you into that one. You can give the last pick to a coach. Let, let a coach grab his yeah, player here so we guy. don't fight over him in uh, 
undrafted free agency. Uh, so the Cowboys don't have a sixth round pick, right? No, we don't. No, no. So so we're gonna wait for the sixth round pick, sixth round to kind of fly by us. It's been a good draft so far, I would say. I mean, even Romer or Moreau, I I, I wouldn't have been disappointed with our with either one of them. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Just a recap, Juan Thornhill, Tristan Hill, Rodney Anderson, Stanley Morgan Jr., and Foster Moreau so far. As we wind past pick 200, um, you know, round seven is really just about kind of getting guys that we don't want to fight for undrafted free agency, right? So uh, we're going to try to kind of pour through this list quickly and pick out names of guys that we – uh, think are good fits for our team that we think are going to be have robust undrafted free agent markets mm. uh, that we would like to just completely bypass and not have to uh, you know fight for uh, increasing you know paying some guy what was the guy that we paid like 25 what was it like a hundred fifty thousand dollars like he basically a wide receiver right yeah, it was LaDamian Washington, maybe? No, 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 no. Yes. No, it was no, it was the guy from U.S. Yes, yes, uh, yes. George yeah, Farmer. Farmer. Yeah, that Farmer. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to do that again, guys. All right. Although, we got Ronald Leary doing that, so it's not the worst thing in the world. And Lyle Collins, that's, I guess. Well, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, I mean that's different. That was a unique situation. You mean uh, he's not a, he wasn't an undrafted free agent talent? Get out of here. Even <laughs> uh, uh, as we get here... I immediately see a name that interests me. Okay. Um, Jalen Hurd is still available in the seventh round. Pick 241. I thought we already drafted a running back. (laughs) Why couldn't we draft both? (laughs) Uh, Okay, fine. Okay, fine, Marcus. Then let's draft uh, Tony Pollard, uh, running back from Memphis. I love him. I'm good with that. Tony Pollard. <laughs> Don't threaten me with yeah, a good time. As a wide Jerry. receiver. <laughs> uh, look, I mean, I think there's lots of great talent at running back and wide receiver right now. I think I mean, definitely if, you if you're trying to stop other teams from getting them from a robust, I guess, as you said, priority free agency, I think Jalen Hurd is that exact kind of a guy. He's a guy that position switch. He's still developing, shows good physical traits, great play style, great character from what everybody says. I think that's like exactly the kind of guy that you would want in the seventh round. But who else is available? Maybe tell me who the linebackers are. Well, Dre, Dre uh, what's his Dre name? Greenlaw. Greenwood, the guy that they Greenlaw Greenlaw that we've taken a look at is there. Deshaun Davis from Auburn is there. Um, Cole Holcomb is there. Yeah, Cole Holcomb is there. Uh, I think out of those guys, yeah. the linebackers, the guy I want is Cole Holcomb, just because I think he has the best athleticism of. Of them all, most upside and most special team, most ability on special teams. Any, should we be considering a running another running back? I mean, do we have anything else at the running back position? No, that's, that's why I was saying Tony Pollard. Well, Darwin Thompson is available. Oh, 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 hello. You know, and Jalen, okay, I like that, that one. Jalen Hurd's uh, available. Give you us know, a little jitterbug. Isaiah Prince is not a terrible picket. In the seventh round, I wouldn't think. Uh, Maybe for somebody yeah, else. I mean, for seventh round? <laughs> no. I, I don't like you, him you, either. You could convince I, me of picking anybody in the seventh round almost. Yeah. Um, hmm. I, I is think... Riley, is Riley Ridley still available? 
so <laughs> that was good. So that was good one. So Alexander Madison is is. A oh, player. I actually like Madison. Except yeah, I don't. I think um, he's too similar to what, what we, we got at. just drafted. Yeah. yeah. Greg Dorch is available. That's I like that. Dar- actually, out of all those guys, I think it's between Jalen Hurd, Darwin Thompson, and Cole Holcomb would be my three. Little Jordan Humphrey does that do anything for anybody? No. 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 Except that right, I want to yeah, hear you I, say I like his Cole name, Holcomb, Jerry. Just because it, I think he can give you steps. I like Jalen Hurd, but I also think that they would be more likely to draft Cole Holcomb. Though so I don't know. But I Cole, think. But I, mean, I think you make a good far, point, though. If it's between who we don't want to have to compete with and priority free agency, the guy is Jalen Hurd. I think. Yeah, I think it's Jalen Hurd. I think don't Cole Holcomb's like, not going to have like, as a robust. Like yeah, that's good. Two of your linebackers that you've that you've brought in for visits are both still available, and there's like twelve picks left. So I, I think you could probably get, get one, one of them, them especially yeah. the guy from Arkansas who, you know, is, uh, you know, probably already had some conversations with Jerry yeah. after <laughs> a few, you know, Johnny Walker. Mm-hmm. So great. Okay, cool. Let's bang the pack for pick for Jalen Hurd, and we are finished, Bang. guys. Uh, just to sum up, Juan Thornhill, Tristan Hill, Rodney Anderson, Stanley Morgan Jr., Foster Moreau, and Jalen Hurd. Uh, coaches, final thoughts, please. Really happy with what we came away with. I think we filled our positions that we needed to fill our um, needs, and we upgraded the positions we needed to upgrade. Really happy that we got Juan Thornhill, a guy that can bring a, a immediate upgrade to the strong safety position. Really love the Stanley Morgan pick. I think that was really the the value of the draft for us. McClay. Yeah, I think it's a great draft for for me. I think if it goes well, we're going to get all the credit, <laughs> and if uh, if it doesn't go well, we can blame the coaches. It's be great. So, I enjoy. It. I, I'm very happy with it. It's funny to hear McClay and Marcus say that out loud. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I I like this. I mean, I think you know you know if you listen to the draft show this morning, I think they even talked about how Juan Thornhill and Tristan Hill would be the optimal, realistic situation, right? Um, I think if the top two picks went like that, I think the Cowboys would be absolutely thrilled. Um, you know, I think once you get past that, it's about finding guys that, you know, can fit in and do so, do a job for your team. Uh, and I think all of these guys, even down to Jalen Hurd, uh, can f- maybe find a role on this team one way or another. And I, I think that's uh, the mark of a, a good draft. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what we got, guys. So congratulations. Y'all get raises. Woo! Uh, that's it for us, guys. Awesome. Uh, great, great job on the uh, 2019 uh, mock war room, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you again next year. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.